0: Welcome to Driven by Purpose with Makanjola Davis. A M. Davis Project's production podcast where knowledge never grows gray. Here's today's broadcast The Anatomy of Evil. For so many years in my life, I had asked many questions about life generally when it comes to all evil and suffering we see around in the world today. And nothing have I spent my life more on than to have a proper understanding why we have a loving God and there's still evil in the world today. If God is omniscient, all knowing, then he possesses knowledge of all evil. If God is omnibenevolent, all good, then he desires to overcome evil. And if God is omnipotent, all powerful, then his ability is sufficient to permanently end the experience of evil. Therefore, evil should not exist. Hence, this becomes the logical problem which establishes the theories of God and evil as contradictory concepts unable to coexist like an immovable object and irresistible force. This question about is God all loving or all powerful has been around for ages. The logic had been, if God is all powerful, then he cannot be all loving and allow human suffering because a loving God would not tolerate pain. Or if God is all loving, then he cannot be all powerful, or he would do something about evil and all suffering in the world. Since suffering exists, the assumption is, God is either loving but impotent. That is, he's not all-powerful to stop evil, or he's all-powerful but hard-hearted. That is, he lacks empathy in understanding human pain. Hence, he cannot be both loving and powerful, then allow evil and suffering in the world. Many people justify this claim by making references to the tsunami that killed more than 15,000 people in Japan. The questions about evil had been what kept me up at night looking for answers in the past of my early years. And this comes to a branch in theology about the term theodicy which is the defense of God's goodness and omnipotence in view of the existence of evil, or we may say, the God's goodness and justice in the face of the existence of evil. So, if we have a God that is all loving and all powerful, then why would God permit suffering and evil? I love my show to be limited to the max of seven minutes so that people will have the privilege to listen on the go. The issue about evil will take me four solid hours to fully explain. The good news is that, I have tried to focus on the most important part which is of need that can give a detailed examination of evil in order to ascertain the position and structure of evil, and the role of God and human in less than just 8 minutes. To start with, I watched a video on TikTok a few days ago about a lady who was asking everyone to stand up and challenge God to being the child of a popular singer in my country back to life. She questioned God loving nature that he has the power to bring the child back to life. I guess this is the orientation she has and exposed to about her warped view about God and the evil in the world. Similarly, I read some years ago about a man whose sister was sick. He challenged God to heal her sister or else he would stop to serve God. At the end, the sister died, and he rained unbelievable curses on God to which he claimed he disowned God. Let's talk about the loving nature of God and the terrible evil in the world how possible it could be for a loving God to overlook evil and allow the existence of it including all suffering. I'll do this with just an illustration, which will save me hours of critical hypothesis. If you have a mother who has power to know all things ahead of time, and who is loving to keep you safe from all dangers, but fails to do so would be regarded as an unloving mother. Meanwhile, If your loving mother keeps locking you up in the house because she knows the dangers involved if you leave the house. She keeps people away from you always because they could betray you and let you down. She enforces on you to obey her and to love her back for all her protection over you. Would she be a fair mother even though she's a loving mother? If she keeps you mute of all time from expressing your heart when you feel pain and cheated because she knew your words could put you into trouble sometimes. If she keeps you from studying the course of your choice or what you have passion for because of the dangers you would encounter in the process, or when you were growing up, she stopped you from learning how to walk because he knew you would fall. Would she be fair on you despite she is a loving mother? What can a loving mother of yours do to still be loving and be fair on you? It is to allow you with the choice to choose. That is the free will God gave us. The universe would have been safe if God never gave us free will and God would have been so unfair puppeteering, and megalomaniac if he had denied us of our human free will. Hence, considering the two verities, God is just. Evil lacks shelter, and it looks for where to reside every day. It's pathetic that despite the nature of evil, humans still offers evil a place in their heart to live for free. Bad thoughts can creep in quickly and stake a claim in our heart. An overwhelming feeling will express itself in speech, and from speech, it will manifest itself in our actions. Evil started from the free will bestowed upon angels, which caused the fallen of one third of all angels in heaven. Same with human. Adam and Eve were never created with evil or to be evil. They were only given the choice to choose. Hence, they chose evil. That is why the human nature to do evil lies within his choice from his free will. Human holds the power to keep peace or make war. Everything lies in our choices, free will. If you're told to love, it is because there is evil in hatred which could manifest itself in many ways. If you're told not to drink and drive, it is because the evil involves to drink and drive is immeasurable, which will not only jeopardize your safety but the safety of everyone around you. If you're told not to be greedy, it is because greed goes beyond satisfying the desire of your flesh. It comes with jeopardizing the well-being of others. For instance, if you acquire more than needful, it will affect many others. If you're given a contract to build a building, and you use substantial materials because of your greed to rake excessive profits, the building could collapse, and innocent people could die. That has happened many times and I have witnessed a lot. The problem of evil is a problem for, and of, everyone. We live in a real world where our good and evil actions have direct consequences and indirect consequences upon us and those around us. Ultimately, all evil causes harm to others and for God to judge and remove those who choose to commit evil acts. The problem with this possibility is that there would be no one left on the surface of the earth, for God would have to remove us all. We all sin and commit evil acts. That is why he promised a new heaven. The Bible describes God as holy and righteous. Yes, he is holy and righteous. He is just and sovereign but would be unfair if he chose never to give us the power we needed to choose from good and evil hence we would equally know why it is good to trust him for and in everything not everyone will choose to do good and evil will persist innocent people will suffer and suffering will seem unending the good news is even though there's evil and suffering in the world god knows how to bring good out of evil and he is his ways of helping us grow and in all our suffering Man is the cruelest animal which makes the world as the most dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. Mahatma Gandhi says, when I despair, I remember that all through history, the way of truth and love have always won. There have been tyrants and murderers, and for a time, they can seem invincible, but in the end, they always fall. Think of it always. My prayer for you today, May the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house, and may you have a heart of your own to resist all evil. Amen.